This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 31 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we learn about laser therapy from Dr. Katherine Donworth. Fainting goats are our breed of the show. Critter nutrition focuses on healthy weight for horses. And in Coffee Clutch, we choose which wild birds we'd like to have as a member of the family. So today, for today's show, we have somebody different. It's not Jennifer, it's Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hey there, guys. You guys started with me, if you remember, all those we uh, 31 and episodes. I, I, was, I was shocked when I looked at that. I know. Can you believe that? 30. That's a long time. Yeah. You've been doing yeah, this now we're. Now we're being real bossy and telling you how we're doing it, which I, I just find I, the funniest thing. I will, thing. Doing it right. I will tell I you that your December, you did uh, have the be- you had your best month ever in December. We did. Yep. So, uh, so there. That's uh, you know, and that doesn't include radiothon or anything. That's just your best wow. month ever. So cool. Yeah. So well, good. That- good for you guys. Hey, I before we go on, and and this is not I. Tigger doesn't even know I'm bringing this up. But in the mail today, we got Theracom. We got uh, Biostar Theracom K9. Ah, yes. Yes. Now, the reason we got this is because we got a sample. I don't know if you sent it to Jennifer, if she got it somewhere. But she got a sample of the Theracom K9, which are these little... Which are these little like biscuits, right? There's a little mm-hmm. biscuity, like look like treats, little dog treats. Right. And we have this problem because gray, the greyhound we got was a stray when we found her or when, when they found her at the rescue. And she was a stray in the woods of Kentucky. And they said that's very common. She was never raced, but they, they find them as strays all the time because they use mm-hmm. them to the, the backwoods Kentucky dog breeders uh, breed them with hunting dogs to make faster hunting dogs. Oh, okay. So, and no. then what happens is the greyhounds determine they don't like living there and they escape at some point. And that's what they figure happened with this one. And mm. as a result of that, she is terrified of gunfire. Just oh. terrified. Oh. I mean, and that probably comes from being at a hunting camp, right? So yeah. she's terrified of it. She just shakes, and she she's inconsolable when she hears gunfire or a thunder or anything loud. And we have a thunder shirt, and that works to a certain extent, and it does yeah. help calm her down a little, but nothing worked as good as the Theracom K9. And again, we just had a little sample pack, and Jennifer said, I'm just going to try these. I don't know what they do. So she gave her one, and it takes about, I don't know if this is what it's supposed to take, Tigger, but it takes about 15, 20 minutes, and then yep. she's just like mellow. It's, you know, we used, on, and a long time ago, we used Kava Kava on my first hackney horse, who was a little high when the ferrier would come, like literally high on two feet, uh, would stand up the entire time the ferrier was there. Whoa. And, and, and the ferrier finally said, I'm not, ta- I'm not doing this horse anymore. And I said, what? You can't do the feet while they're up in the air? So, um, so this, <laughs> yeah. little, this little hackney. It is a hackney. It is a hackney. Yeah. Come on. A little roadster hackney of all things, so you know, who they had terrified to death. So we would give that hackney. Kava Kava. 
And it what Kava Kava does, and Tigger can probably explain it better than me, but it just focuses them. It's like almost an attention deficit drug where it doesn't make them drowsy, but it helps them focus and not be so nutty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. they don't get drowsy. And that this one, it, it was almost that way. It calmed her down and she got a little drowsy, but she was more calm than, than taking a sedative and going to sleep. Right. Does that make sense? Am I right? Yep. Yep. You're 100% right. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know and what's in actually, it. Actually, if you gave her more, she would um, take a nap. Oh, she, So okay. mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about you can regulate it. If you just want to reduce the stress, you just give them one or two. If you want to knock them out for a couple of hours and get some work done, <laughs> yeah. give them more. Well, this That's stuff so works cool. great. It works great with her. So now if we give her one of these and put her, she has a crate and she loves her crate. All greyhounds seem to love their crates. And we just shut the door in the crate and give her one of these, then she settles out. And it, it, it's just the only thing we've found. Again, the Thunder shirt worked, but not quite as well as this works. Yeah. And you know, what What? What I love about Theracom is it gets to the root of the issue, which is the cortisol being released from the adrenal mm-hmm. glands. Yeah, but yet I'm looking at the stuff in here: pumpkin meal, coconut oil, uh, beef liver powder, flaxseed. I, I, I could I didn't see anything in here that would holy basil, which you've talked about, and Doctor Wendy talks about all the time. Um, yeah, but I didn't see anything in here that would cause the sedative effect. Well, holy basil helps produce serotonin in the brain. Ah, uh, okay. So it's the holy basil that actually is helping with that. Yeah, the holy basil also reduces cortisol. Yep. Jennifer okay. wanted to feed it to me a couple days. I don't recommend it. it. Well, I can't eat it because I'm a vegetarian, but it does have a liver flavor from the desiccated beef I, it, liver that is I actually it. nibbled a little bit of it, and it does not you taste did? good. <laughs> it does not taste good. I did not eat it. I just went, and it does not taste good. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Dogs love it. Humans, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm going to say, I'm going to chime in and say that um, I use it for my um for my horse and I just we just did a clinic with Robert Dover and um it was the first time I've ever used it with him traveling and the settle in not that he he's ever nervous but you know putting him in a trailer and making him go new places and do whatever it's always an issue and it was mm-hmm. the smoothest transition bringing him someplace so I will never not use it again wow it was, yeah it was absolutely positively the smartest thing I could have done so oh, that's a good awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like you're using, I guess it does say on here that you can use it, what, every day. But, uh, you know, we just use it when she needs it. And so you're not using a lot of it. Uh, no. And one cube for her, and she's, what, 45, 50 pounds, does the trick. So, yeah. I'm, in, I'm, sold, uh, I'm sold on this one. Yep. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Yep. Thanks, Patty. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool thing. Good work there, girl. Good work. And yeah. where can people buy it just at BiostarUS.com? Yep, BiostarUS.com. And it comes in a little tub, and uh, it, what, it has 30 yeah, cubes there's one, in it. Yeah, one kind for canine. The equine is a little bit more advanced. Well, we have a big show planned for tonight, don't we? We, we do. do. We so let's get on with it. Hey, guess who, guess who gets to uh, ask the question of uh, you know who tonight? <laughs> you do. <laughs> and oh, I, I hope you plan. don't make her. I hope you don't make her angry before she even gets talking. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll find out. It's time we'll for Hedwig. Out. 
Well, you know, it's been a long time since I spent quality time with Hedwig. Hey, Hedwig. <laughs> Hello. Hedwig's mad at us because we made comments about her. How may I help you in some way? (laughs) Hedwig's mad because we made comments about about Pomeranians earlier, and it did not go well. Rude and untrue comments, unfair and rude, inaccurate and rude. You you have to admit that Pomeranians do bark a lot. You bark a lot, don't you, Hedwig? I do, but my sister never does. She howls like a tiny wolf, only rarely. That is not what I heard from her caretaker that takes care of her part-time. Well, that's because she left us in a closed room, and that was really all her fault. If you do a stupid thing, my sister will bark. (laughs) Hedwig, you're going to be sorry you came on tonight, because they let me come up with the question. And I am shocked that in 31 episodes, this question has never been asked. (laughs) Is the answer cheese? No. Uh, Well, it could be, actually. Well, actually, you're right. Maybe it could be. I said cutting cheese. (laughs) Yeah. Hedwig, why do you lick yourself in the backside? I don't. That would be exceptionally rude. I don't do that. You don't do that? Are you the only dog in the world that doesn't do that? No, my sister doesn't do it either. Oh. Wow. Well, that's... Okay, Hedwig. Don't do those things. Okay, Hedwig, I have another question. Why do other dogs do it? Mm-hmm. Because they're ill-bred mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And that's the answer to that question. <laughs> yep. Did you hear what Hedwig said about you, Glory? I have a beautiful greyhound, and my greyhound is now mad at you, Hedwig. Oh, I'm quaking in my stylish and inexpensive yet fashionable boots. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite brand of boots, Hedwig? Well, I mean, when shopping for shoes, one should always go with the Jimmy Choo's. The Jimmy Choo's. <laughs> Jimmy Choo's for the Naturally. chippies. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> They're else? called Chippy Choo's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was having my own conversation over here by myself. I apologize. Hedwig, you might wanna you might wanna tell our listeners about the your new family member. I I really don't actually because that would make him real. Oh. <laughs> what than, is he? What hey, is he, Hedwig? Bitter tonight. He's a Swedish Falhund. Like that's a breed. It's not <laughs> even a real breed. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what that is. It's um. It's sort it of like. It looks like a corgi, yeah. but it's gray, and it's like a sumo wrestler in its front end. <laughs> <laughs> does it bark all the time, and does it lick itself? Uh, it does not bark all the time. It doesn't lick itself much. It bites a lot, though, which is an undesirable characteristic in a small dog, if I may say so. <laughs> mm. We're trying to train it to be better behaved, but so far, no luck. And so it. Um, so what is your little baby brother's name? Little Man. Little Man? Little Man? Yes, his name is Little Man. No inferiority he... complex there. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Little man amongst big well, women. Yeah. He's never going to be tall, so I thought it was best to just clarify that for him now. Always going to be short and lesser. <laughs> so lesser little man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No need to encourage him. 
Did you get some bad cheese today, Hedwig? Because you're in a mood. <laughs> it was I, the whole chip. What economy. time do you think it is? Uh, uh, what time is it, t- is it in your world? Is it time Dinner to eat? Is it six fifty-one or something? Yeah, is it time yeah. to eat? It is an hour and fifty-one minutes past time to eat. Perhaps you would like to inquire why I am being systematically starved. Okay, okay I'll okay. inquire. What the heck? I don't know. I have done <laughs> nothing wrong. My sister and the brother are also in this situation with me. I might eat him his squirmy, though. <laughs> he's squirming. Well, it's probably because he's really hungry. Well, thank you, Hedwig, for joining us and solving the mystery of the universe. My dogs <laughs> yeah, well, love themselves. Uh, no worries, okay. ill-bred mongrels. That's very simple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes for anybody that yep, forgets. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's now the title. <laughs> the world according to Hedwig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank no you, Hedwig. Okay, thanks, Hedy. Go eat thanks, now. Hattie. Okay, bye. Well, we have a big show planned for tonight. Let's just get to our first guest. And we're here with Dr. Catherine Donworth. She is a small animal vet, and she's going to talk to us about using laser therapy on small animals. Welcome, Catherine. Welcome. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks. So um, can you, as horse people, lasers have been around for quite a while. It's pretty common therapy, but it really, it's kind of relatively new in the small animal world. It is. It is. It's been um, licensed um, by the FDA to use in this country since uh, 2002. Um, but as the years have gone on, it's become um, more accessible to more small animal veterinarians. And, and we're just seeing more and more studies come out that show the positive benefits. And so um, you're finding it more in the general practice situation. And it's not so much just in the vet schools and the specialists anymore. You know, we're, we're, it's, a, it's a tool that, that is accessible to most most small animal veterinarians now. Is it mostly coal laser? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Although it's called a coal laser, but it actually, when you're doing it, it feels warm. So right. why, ex- explain what that means, because I'm sure some of the listeners are wondering, okay, how many lasers are there? I mean, there's cold laser, there's hot laser. I mean, I explain that. So, so I think when people think of lasers, they think of um, more the surgical lasers, yeah. um, and the, the cutting lasers, the lasers that are used for, for actual, you know, cutting tissue during surgery when an animal is under anesthesia. So I think this is termed cold laser, cold laser to differentiate from that. It's, it's not a, a cutting laser. It's a therapy. It's a topical therapy laser, mm-hmm. um, which is sometimes referred to as, as um, cold laser in that it's not cutting. Okay. And it hits a wider would, area would, than a cutting one, right? I mean, it, you, it's a wider. Yeah. Okay. It's a different. It's a different uh, wavelength of laser light. It's still laser light, but it's a different wavelength, and it's um, distributed. It's not as concentrated a beam, so the energy isn't as as concentrated. Gotcha. So okay. it doesn't cause any tissue damage or any cutting to the tissue. And what what kind of conditions do you find? Um, in small animals really benefit from laser therapy? There are a lot, but the most common time I reach for the laser is older dogs and cats with osteoarthritis or degenerative joint disease. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is the most common reason uh, I reach for it, and really where it has been, I've seen the biggest benefit. You know, it's interesting. One of my dogs has been diagnosed with um, dysplasia of the elbow. Mm. 
Who's it? Okay. Oh, wow. Sabi. And <gasps> um, he's pretty lame from his shoulder and his and his elbow. And he's just right. a month ago had PRP. And, okay, yeah. And um, what the, you know, follow-up uh, procedure was that he needed to be lasered three times a week. Mm. Right. And, you know, fortunately, being in the horse business, we happen yeah. to have a lot yep. of lasers handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But what, what uh, um, for the, you know, normal uh, sm- a small animal owner, do they bring their animals in several times a week for this treatment? Yeah, the, the typical uh, protocol for a chronic treatment or for chronic um, disease like osteoarthritis or degenerative joint disease is the, the first week I'll treat them three times. Um, the second week, I'll treat them twice. Mm-hmm. The third week, I'll treat them once. And then, depending on the case, most dogs are maintained with the treatment every month. Some dogs can go as, as long as six to eight weeks and then have some very um, severely affected dogs that need it every couple of weeks. Okay, wow. And, and we let the dog tell us how frequent it needs to be. I was going to ask, how do you find that you let the, the dog really? Wow. Yeah. How long do the treatments last? I mean, you know, how many minutes? Oh, uh, how long does it take? Each, it depends on the size of the dog, but it's mostly around uh, three minutes per joint. The smaller dogs, it's closer to two minutes. And some of the very large dogs, it can be up to four minutes for a hip joint. But most of them are around three minutes a joint. So it's not a a drawn-out affair. Um, There is no sedation required. Um, Owners can stay with the dogs. It's, It's very comfortable. Um, procedure for the dogs. There's no stress or pain. Minimal restraint is needed. Uh, Usually it's either myself or one of my techs go in and we, you know, you don't need someone holding or restraining the dog. They just kind of hang out where they're comfortable and you get, you Mm -hmm. get the joint. And, you know, I have some older dogs that get it every month and they come into the clinic wagging their tail and they come in and they lay down on the exam room floor and they go, okay, doc, right here. You know, they they get used to it. Sometimes the first treatment there, it's a bit of a strange feeling. It feels like if you do it to yourself, it feels sort of like a hot stone massage, you know, that kind of warmth, mm-hmm. that level of warmth. Um, and and it's sometimes the first couple of treatments, they're a bit skeptical, the animals. They're like, I don't know, this is a weird feeling. But then usually after the first or second treatment, they're like, this is awesome. Right. So, yeah, is there a problem with how much hair a dog has or a cat in order for the laser to to actually penetrate? Sometimes, usually no. In most cases, no. Um, and never never in a cat. I saw a dog today that I did a big um, husky, and the undercoat is quite thick, so you just have to be careful to separate the hair with your other hand. You know, you're holding the probe with one hand, and you just have to really <coughs> separate those hair fibers to get as much skin contact um, as you can. Um, and then the laser itself has different settings, whether the the, the hair is light or dark, because the different pigment in the hair absorbs the energy differently. Where is your clinic? Um, I'm based um, in Lexington, Kentucky. I have a small, small, small animal clinic, just a, a one vet practice, which is rare nowadays, just a, a yeah. small one vet practice in Lexington, Kentucky. I think it's important that we still have small vet practices i mm. think these chains are very dangerous uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. um it's, yeah it's there's and every day there's there's new mergers it's um it's concerning it's one of the biggest changes in the industry that's affecting little guys like me and it's uh, it is definitely a concerning thing out mm. there 
So how did you get into this? Um, like, laser? Yes. Well, um, I'll tell you a story if you want, if you have, a, <laughs> if you have the time. Um, so, you know, you, I've seen things come and go in, in the vet business. And, you know, you, you always go to these trade shows or these CE meetings, continuing education meetings, and they have the trade show and you wander past and you, all these gadgets and who has and you know you think oh god <laughs> mm-hmm. you know okay here's another one you know another they're just trying to get my money here we go again you know some sort of fad that's gonna it's gonna uh, you know fade but the, the more i read about the laser and it, it's been used in europe for quite a while before it came over here um i was kind of i was getting interested and so i had a the rep come from the k laser company and he came and he brought the machine. He was telling me and my staff about it, and he did a laser treatment on my um, golden retriever who has elbow dysplasia. And uh, you know, he was telling me about it, and it's kind of hard to see an immediate effect with a chronic condition like that. And I was thinking about it, and then he was packing up to leave, and I had a client come in all of a sudden. You know, she didn't have an appointment or anything, but she she came in. She's an older lady, and she she was crying. And she's a big older dog that we've known that had arthritis for a while, and she was crying, and she said. She found him that morning, and he she she doesn't hear very well, and, and he had obviously slipped overnight and gotten stuck, and she hadn't heard him. And when she woke oh. up in the morning, he had kind of got stuck with his back legs splayed, you know, and he was a oh. big dog, you know, a 60-pound mm. dog in his teens. So that's an old dog, yeah. you know, it's an old dog. And she, she was saying, please put him down, put him down. I can't bear to see him this way. Put him down. And I said, okay, hang on. Just give me, would you give me five minutes? Give me five minutes. And she was distraught and all the staff, because we've, we've known this dog for years and everybody was distraught. And so the guy was, was packing up the laser and I said, okay, all right, come on, unpack it, bring it in here to me. And so I said, all right, let's see what, what happened. So we lasered the dog's hips and we lasered his groins. And the, the more acute an injury is, the more dramatic the response with the laser. And I, this is no word of a lie. Mm-hmm. That dog, after lasering both hips and both groins, stood up and walked out of the clinic. We'd have to carry him in, in a stretcher. Wow. He stood up and walked out and that lady was just beside herself with happiness. Wow. And, oh, oh, my God. I'm sure. I said, where do I sign? Where do I sign? This is, yeah. you know, it went from a depressing appointment with everyone feeling really down to the owner, owner's heart was breaking to, to a dog that, you know, walked out of the clinic. So that's amazing. Said, That's it. That's yep, it. You're, Give me the yeah. machine. Hand it over. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so, wow. and, and so how many years has it been? How long have you been doing this? I've had it a year and a half now. And, and you've, have you seen similar results where you were just sort of like blown away by it? Yeah. I mean, mostly they're not that dramatic. I'll be honest with you. Right. Um, but, but some can be, especially, like I said, the more acute an injury is, the more dramatic the effect of the laser. So you'll see mm. quite dramatic effects if, if you're using it to treat an acute um, disc injury in, a, in say, a dachshund back or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually with an osteoarthritis case, it can be two to three, even four treatments before the dog really starts turning around. But in a lot of cases, we've been able to get the dog off um, what we call an NSAID or a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Carprofen or Rimadyl or any of those, which I'm not saying they're bad. Of course, they're not bad. And you can use a laser with them. But I've had some dogs, older dogs, that can't have those drugs for whatever reason. Maybe they've got a, a kidney problem as well as a joint problem. And so you're very limited in what pain medicine you can use. So it's really, I've, I have had several dogs that would have not been able to keep going without the laser. We would have had to put them down because of the quality of life concerns, you know, mm-hmm. chronic pain. 
right, right, right. mobility issues, especially big dogs. You know, you can't, it's not easy to lift an 80 pound dog around the house if their hips no. go out, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. Do you do right. any yeah. other kind of supportive, um, I don't know, uh, holistic, do you use a laser acupuncture points or? You can. Um, I personally don't. There's a vet who um, works with me who does acupuncture. So we can sometimes oh, use, that's great. use both together. Um, and then it also, like I said, using a laser doesn't mean you can't do anything else. It works great with anything else. So usually I'll have a dog, if a newly diagnosed with arthritis, we'll start them off with a laser and some NSAIDs or some, you know, anti-inflammatory pain medicine. And, and most of the time using a laser, they're only on that NSAID for a very short period of time just mm-hmm. to get them over the hump. Um, oh, that's and wonderful. I have a, yeah, I have a 15-year-old dog here. Uh, my own dog, she's a terrier mix, and she has um, horrible arthritis in her front legs. She looks like Charlie Chaplin in front. She's some sort of cross between a, I don't even know what she is. Um but I've been able to maintain maintain her on just the laser and managed to get her off uh, her um, anti-inflammatory that she oh, was taking awesome. daily. Yeah, yeah. Catherine, so can I make an appointment for tomorrow for myself? <laughs> <laughs> I got all those problems. So, uh, oh, Scott, I have owners. You walk like Charlie Chaplin. I do. I walk like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> owners ask me that once they see the results in the dog, they ask me all the time. You know, hey, doctor, oh, you, you know, put on my knee here for a while. I, of course, I can't. But uh, right. there are, you can find some human providers here in, in mm. Lexington anyway that, that do it. So, mm. and if if our uh, listeners in Kentucky, uh, particularly in Lexington, want to get in touch with you, you have a website www.amcromani.com. Yeah, AMC for Animal Medical Center. Uh, AMC Romany, and that's the name of the road we're on, or O-M-A-N-Y. Uh, AMCRomany.com. I know, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you. That was so interesting. It's really interesting, because the application is a little different in equine than it is in mm-hmm. canine yeah. and feline. Yeah, and, and, and the laser works for, I mean, a lot of other things. You know, not just arthritis. It's skin. It's very good for skin wounds. I was going to say wounds, burns, um, bites, cat bite abscesses. You know, and even bone healing. So I'll use it. I'll use it on something that has a broken bone. It'll really get those new bone cells up and moving, and you know, bone healing way ahead of schedule. Way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Oh, that's Um, great. And we use it for ear infections, and I'll use it post-op. You know, if I've taken teeth out. Um, I'll use it on the gums right after, or I'll use it after wow. steady, just, just over the incision, just to really get that skin healing. Oh, lots, wow. Lots well, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah that's really yeah. cool. Well, great it's, information. It's a, whole, it's a whole new way of looking at healing, you know, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to see what the body can do and just putting it in high gear rather than just throwing medicines at it all the time, you know? Right. Yeah, here, well, here. We love to hear that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, Catherine, so, thanks so much for coming on Healthy Critters, and we'll no have problem. your information up on uh, our Healthy Critters website, so you can contact Catherine personally, Super. or I should say directly. Thank you. And now it's time for the breed of the show. 
So we are at the Breed of the Show segment, and this time I decided to do something a little bit different, and I wanted to do goats. And (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you can do that and faint, then we can discuss (laughs) the breed. So as as I shared with you earlier, she hasn't Tigger, had I enough to drink yet. <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, guys, I don't know if you've ever watched a video on a fainting goat, and this is definitely something yes. we have to put up on our our Facebook page because it really is, it is such amazing. an interesting, interesting, interesting thing. So they're called fainting goats or Tennessee fainting goat. Um, <laughs> some people call them um, uh, wooden leg scare goat. Um, I think they, there's all these bizarre names, but basically they are a myotonic goat or a myotonic, con, I'm not going to say this right, congencia, which basically is a, con, um, a congenital thing that happens in their brain that when they are startled for a brief second, they appear to faint. And if you, if the listeners decide to um, investigate this, look at it, look at a video because it's very interesting. And basically, and it's only for a few seconds, and they don't lose consciousness because this was my all the information I was I did I really just wish I could have spent more time with this because I really find this so fascinating. But what happens is, you know, like when we have adrenaline go through our body and we're scared and we have that moment of sort of tensing our muscles, their entire body stiffens briefly and they fall to the ground and then a couple seconds later and I think it it can almost last maybe up to 45 seconds and then they're up and going again and um I mean this is I've I heard about them years ago but I find this just just such an interesting thing but there are a lot of breeders um, that are breeding these goats for many different reasons. One, because they make it a, an, an incredibly adorable pet. Um, and they're just kind of, a, you know, a, a good party thing, you know, you bring your goat into the party. <laughs> Come on so, out and watch yeah. my goats thing. Yeah. And they're just, and they're really adorable. Um, so <laughs> let's see. So they basically, so I wanted to find out like the history as much as I could find out. And there really wasn't so much about the history and how this happened. I couldn't really find out, you know, where, where it originated, where these first goats came about. But I got back to, um, in 1880, a man by the name of John Tinsley from Nova Scotia, um, moved to central Tennessee and he had a, approximately four of these goats. Um, and over the years he, he was breeding them and, um, some of the goats would get loose and then they would go breed with other goats. And anyway, there became more of a popular thing. At some point they ended up eventually, um, making it to Texas. And I did not know this. Um, but there's a lot of apparently big breeders here in Texas. Um, and here they use them for meat. Apparently they're a very muscular breed and, um, and produce a lot of good meat, which I, I wasn't my favorite thing about this cause they're so flinking cute. But, um, but that is, you know, one of the, the, the things when you start to look into goats, this was my first time doing a goat breed and, you know, they always ask about the meat and that's apparently, you know, a big thing. They come in varieties of colors. There wasn't like any specific one color. They come in short hair, long hair, they all faint the same. <laughs> um, 
So it's obviously, a, it, it's a release of adrenaline. So um, one of uh, the breeders um, that I looked into said that, you know, during breeding season, it's pretty funny because you'll see the bucks out there and they'll just all of a sudden be on the ground. And... Um, <laughs> Just like a male goat, but um, and again, but they're up pretty quickly. So you know, hey, a couple hey, of- hey, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of this research that I did say that some of these symptoms will lessen over time. Um, I only saw that in one or one or two different locations, but not it wasn't a prevalent um, thing. Uh, you know, saying that, you know, if you get a fainting goat and you're looking for a fainting goat that over, you know, when they get older, that they'll eventually stop fainting. I, I, I don't know that that is as common. I think once a fainting goat, always a fainting goat. Um, they are extremely reproductive. There are um, a lot of different websites to, to really research this more. Cause there's kind of, it's really very interesting. All the people that really get into this, but, um, you know, they, um, they are actually um, um, the American livestock breeds um, on their conservation list because I guess I guess they consider them. I get they're a very rare breed. I I didn't get the impression that they were scarce. I get the impression there were actually quite a few breeders. I wasn't. I didn't really quite That's understand. They're eating them. No yeah, wonder they, they're endangered. Yeah. I, well, they said they were rare. They didn't say they were scarce. Well, here's the thing. In in Florida, they're not eating them, from what I could tell. In Texas, they're eating them. So we're going to leave that alone. My, uh, they- I, my, I have a goat story. My my brother-in-law, Jennifer's brother, it was a Green Beret for 25 years. And went over to Iraq and Iran several times. He was there for the first Iraq war. They were one of the first ones to go into the country and liberate that during the first George Bush. Mm-hmm. And so he had to spend, if you remember right, they were bombing for 40 days before the troops yeah. moved in. And he was on the border in the desert with the Iraqi troops, stationed with the Iraqi mm-hmm. troops. And he said every day they, they would disappear in the middle of the desert. He said they didn't know where it came from, but they would bring back a goat. And that's what they ate every night. He said he had no idea where these goats came from. And of course, they do the whole big bowl in the middle thing. And you just yeah. grab. And he, he to this day, he can't even look at goats in a field. He can't even look at goats. He just, oh, that he, is so funny. He just, uh, he will never eat goat again and said that uh, he will never look at a goat again. It just terrifies him. <laughs> well, yeah. One of my clients has regular goats, not fanning goats, and they had a you know a bunch of babies last year, and they were very cute and whatever. And the goats that they had this season are the literally the cutest things I have ever seen. They are just the most joyful creatures. Um, now. With fainting goats, if they're running around being joyful, they can fall over. I mean, there's that, and that was that was a little hard because if you you know if you look this up and want to watch some of these videos, you'll see a bunch of the babies. You know, if if a loud noise happens, bam, they're gone. They're like down and you know rolling around. That's a little hard to to take, but they make great pets and um, they're kind of adorable. So I really want a fainting goat. <laughs> That's my new thing. It's going to be goats. Goats can be so naughty, though. They can be goats so... are really naughty. Yeah, are... you got to be ready for a goat. But you've got a herding dog, so you're okay. Yeah. You can add right. a feigning goat. Right. And, and I mean, every morning, the first place that I go to teach, um, they have all these baby goats. So he's sitting there 
and he, and he, you know, he's watching them. So I think, I think that he's going to be, he's going to have his goat on and he's going to know what to do when I get a fainting goat. (laughs) Boy, I hope Peter doesn't listen to this. Today in Critter Nutrition, we're going to talk about healthy weight for horses. As we know, diet and exercise are critical to maintaining healthy weight. With easy keepers and those with metabolic imbalances, being vigilant on sugar and starch content, which is referred to as NSC, non-structural carbohydrates, of hays, forages, and feed is of primary importance in the caretaking of these horses. A decade ago, very few people had their hay tested for NSC. Now it is almost a requirement in the management of easy keepers and metabolic horses. Horses evolved to graze, moving miles a day in search of food. The grasses they ate were not the high-calorie grasses of today, but moderate to poor-quality prairie grasses and native grasses. The wild horse bands in Nevada today currently travel up to 15 miles a day browsing for food. Our stall-bound and pasture-bound horses eat much richer grasses and hays and don't cover 15 miles a day. Although no research directly related to equines has been done, Scientists at the Norwegian Veterinary College, in a multinational collaboration with researchers in Austria, Hungary, Ireland, Turkey, and Australia, conducted experimental feeding studies over a 10-year period with genetically modified soy and corn. Animals fed the genetically modified corn and soy got fatter quicker compared to animals fed a non-genetically engineered diet. The animals tested were rats, mice, salmon, and pigs. The findings were published July 11th, 2012 in Norway by foreskin.no, an online news source devoted to Norwegian and international research. It showed that animals fed genetically engineered food, ate more, got fatter, and were less able to digest proteins due to alterations in the microstructure of their intestines. Soy, soy byproducts, and soy oils are among the most common ingredients in commercial horse feeds and are genetically modified. Another compelling and possible connection to obesity in equines is the herbicide glyphosate, also known as Roundup. Ten independent published Ten independent published research studies on animals demonstrate that glyphosate interferes with the biochemistry of bacteria in the GI tract depletes essential amino acids, including tyrosine, tryptophan, and phenylalanine. The disruption of bacteria in the gut can contribute to obesity, inflammatory bowel disease, and immune challenges. Interestingly, the beneficial bacteria in the gut, primarily lactobacillus, bacillus, and bifidobacterium, and enterococcus, were the most affected by glyphosate. The more harmful bacteria, such as salmonella, actually increased when exposed to the same levels of glyphosate in the gut. Vascular dysfunction in metabolic horses. A study published September 29, 2016, entitled Vascular Dysfunction in Horses with Endocrinopathic Laminitis, showed that endothelial dysfunction associated with metabolic syndrome and Cushing's disease, affects the laminar vessels and facial skin arteries of the horse. What this means is that the inner lining of blood vessels do not dilate fully, thus causing constriction and the reduction of healthy circulation. 
Finally, there is a whole food multivitamin mineral supplement for easy keepers and metabolic horses that has been tested for the non-structural carbohydrates and includes the most advanced Ayurvedic extracts for the management of weight, healthy blood glucose levels, healthy endothelial function, and reduced inflammation. This product is called Optimum Healthy Weight. The NSC of Optimum Healthy Weight is 9.8%. Combining super whole foods such as organic spirulina for its superior plant chelated mineral content, organic kelp for additional minerals and thyroid support, organic kale for sulfur essential to tissue elasticity, antioxidant protection, and regulation of of metabolism. But what makes Optimum Healthy Wake so unique is that it contains a patented ingredient called Chrominex. This ingredient is a complex of trivalent chromium with Ayurvedic medicines, Indian gooseberry extract known as capros, and the ancient Ayurvedic resin from the Himalayas known as shilajit. Chromonex has seven published studies behind it, including one on horses, therapeutic efficacy and safety evaluation of a novel chromium supplement in horses, published in 2015. The benefits of Chromonex. It supports healthy endothelial function by dilating the inner lining of blood vessels to support a better flow of circulation. Provides shilajit, a nutrient and mineral biomass found in the Himalayans that contains fulvic and humic acids as well as over 80 ionic minerals. Research has shown that shilajit improves the bioavailability of CoQ10 and regulates genes for collagen synthesis. Shilajit increases the function of the cell mitochondria, helping in the production of ATP, thus increasing stamina and energy. Fulvic acids have been recently studied for their ability to improve gut health by closing the tight junctions of the gut. Glyphosate exposure over time will prevent the tight junctions from closing. Chromonex provides trivalent chromium, that is an important mineral for carbohydrate and lipid metabolism. Trivalent chromium was identified in 1959 as the active component of the glucose tolerant factor molecule. Chromonex can control blood glucose level and improve the lipid profile. It significantly increases the level of antioxidants in the body, including vitamin C, vitamin E, glutathione, and superoxide dismutase. It provides mucosal protection to the GI tract, and in a 2012 study showed anti-ulcer, regenerative, and repairing effects on induced ulcers in rats. Biosur's Optimum Healthy Weight also includes... Um, almond powder, which is the richest source of vitamin E, organic yeast flakes, which provide the B-complex, and an herbal support from astragalus root. Astragalus root is a member of the legume family that has been used for centuries in traditional Chinese medicine to reduce stress. This plant has demonstrated action on protecting pancreatic beta cells. Those are the cells that produce and release insulin. For antioxidant support, Optimum Healthy Weight includes astaxanthin, a carotenoid from microalgae that is considered a super antioxidant because it can neutralize multiple free radicals, 
unlike other antioxidants such as vitamin C and E, who can only bind one free radical molecule at a time. Astaxanthin is a lipid-soluble antioxidant that on the ORAC scale of antioxidant values places astaxanthin higher than vitamin E, vitamin C, beta-carotene, green tea, or resveratrol. Other supportive foods in optimum healthy weight include organic black pepper. This food has a history in Ayurvedic medicine for the treatment of diabetes. Black pepper contains piperine, which studies have shown increases the bioavailability and effectiveness of other nutrients. Sunflower lecithin, which is non-GMO, it's an important cofactor for the absorption of astaxanthin. Sunflower lecithin provides phosphatidylcholine, another important antioxidant and brain food. Last but not least, organic fennel seed. It's traditionally used for supporting digestion and balancing blood sugar. With an NSC of 9.8, this whole food multinutrient supplement for easy keepers and metabolic horses provides the science and efficacy of ingredients to insist to assist in the management of these horses. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So we're in Coffee Clatch, and we, we, we've come up with a very interesting topic to discuss, which is <laughs> which wild species of birds we would like to have as family members. Mm-hmm. That's in addition to our present family members, not as a substitute. Well, right. that changes that everything then. i got to yeah. find new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Tigger, so, I think you should go first. Well, the first one on my list is a toucan. I thought of toucan. Yeah, that's, did? that's a good one. Yeah, actually. I did. I totally thought of a toucan. And you know yeah. why I would like to have a toucan as a member of my family? Because of the why? cartoon? Because it always reminds me of Fruit Loops, and that was yes. my favorite cereal. That's right. Uh, <laughs> which I'm is kind you. of funny, considering what you do for a living. <laughs> I didn't know that then. <laughs> I have such fond thoughts fun. of toucan. It would be nice to just have one hanging out. Now, you yeah. were Fruit Loops. I was Lucky Charms. Uh, I, I love then you wouldn't would no no toucan no toucans in no no little leprechauns now I'm gonna try and play us some sounds as we go here the toucan okay. uh, let's... Well, that's how I sound in the morning <laughs> yeah. before coffee <laughs> that's a tigger that's not a toucan okay that is not an attractive sounding bird it looks cool but not a very good sounding bird. <laughs> Okay, Patty P. Okay. God, their beaks I, are big. Two cans. Their I beaks know. are huge and bright orange. They are a cool looking bird. Colors. You like might always looking at her 
Rainbow. You might win this one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, hold on. I haven't gone yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, and this is slash wild slash, I think they're wild. I mean, slash domestic. No, I guess they're wild. Um, flamingo. They're wild. I, yeah, I think that the way they Although use I've them. Although I've ever seen them at uh, Disney and, and, you know, at park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I said that, I was like, of course they're wild. I, did, I mean, but you're always just seeing them at a park. Yeah. But I think flamingos are just the coolest, um, they are. most elegant Awkward. <laughs> I have a problem with having. I have a problem with having one of those in the house, though. And that is, do you, have you been to the flamingo enclosure and it's no. taken a whiff? Oh my God, they are the stinkiest birds in the world. Aren't all birds stinky? Oh, uh, the flamingos are worse because they eat the shrimp. This is what makes no. them the color, and they are stinky. It is awful. You go by if you, if you go to Disney and you go well, to Animal Glenn, Kingdom. You know the the flamingo might walk into your house and go, these humans, bleh, they eat meat. Yeah, but I can choose to have the flamingo in my house, and the flamingo can choose to stay out of my house. So yeah, yeah, I'm just he, saying. Let's hear what he flamingos sound like. Yeah. I don't know what flamingo. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, they sound better than the toucan. <laughs> I, I like their sound. Yeah. Through that. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so, Glenn. Okay, yeah. I only had one because I didn't know we were going to be overachievers tonight. Um, we always oh, are, yeah. So, it's been a while since I've been on the show. I forgot about Tigger. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I have, uh, I, because we have so many here, and... Um, I just think they're cool, and we see them almost every day here, and that's a hoot owl. <gasps> uh, yeah. Oh, I owls uh, on my list. Yeah, hoot owls are just so so good looking. Uh, yeah, 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 I gotta go with hoot owl, and I think everybody. Well, let me see if I can find a hoot owl. Uh, uh, hoot, hoot, hoot. Yeah, that's it. Spread it. Now we have um, a kind of owl in Virginia. His name is escaping me at the moment, but his 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 sound is "Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you?" Oh, oh. you know what we have that's absolutely terrifying. We have hoot owls and we have screech owls. Screech owls. Oh, when they are outside your window in the tree and they go at it, it sounds like a baby being tortured. It is just. Oh. Oh, screech owls are awful sounding. Oh, yeah. They really are. They, I yeah. wouldn't want one of those in the house, but a nice hoot owl, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a barred owl that says who cooks for you. Oh, I have that. Bard. You want to hear it? <laughs> See, no. That's, that sounds like that. That's, there it is. There it, there is. it is. Who cooks for you? That's it. Yep, yep, that's right. It is kind of like who cooks for you, isn't it? Oh, that's so funny. Huh. That is good. Yeah. So that was mine. Okay, that was a good one. That's so good one. my second one is a penguin. Ah, who wouldn't love a penguin? I know. Again with the smelly bird. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes, Glenn. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. going to be living in my house. Sam. I want them smelling better than the relatives. So... <laughs> I don't know. The smell isn't such a big deal to me. It is to me. Because, I, I mean, I, you know, I think I'd like let them in the backyard. 
like kind of an extension oh, of the husband in my, in my my bathtub. Mm. <laughs> oh, a penguin? Yeah, but penguins. Oh God, they're so cute. I love penguins. So, and you know what? You can always, you know, put a little essential oil on them. Yeah. I don't think anything is going to get rid of some of that stank. <laughs> I know sometimes my dogs smell bad and there's nothing I can do even with bath. Yeah, like when they get skunked. Yeah. Oh, nothing worse than that. Nothing worse. True that. Okay, so the other one I have, it's kind of an odd one because I just find them fascinating, is pelicans. What an interesting choice. I just think they're fascinating. They're just fascinating, fascinating. We have a lot I mean, of them down here on the coast, and it is fun to watch them. They are. They're just yeah. amazing. Yeah. They I just are. think they're amazing. And they fly with ever, without ever flapping their wings. I know. Yeah, they just, just cruise. Yeah, they yeah cool. they're just, you know, they're, they're cool. I love that they could go down and just open up their mouth and. I just love that. Yeah. Stuff. That, and they can just have lunch sitting there for as long they as they want. Old, like they're really wise when they're sitting <laughs> yeah. on a post or something. And, and yeah. it's fun to they, watch I'm them like, dive in the stage. ocean, and and mm. you know when they're feeding, it's fun to see them do that. It's cool. I think it's cool that they're they can like get that big, stretch out that big, and then it goes back to like nothing. I think that's amazing. I don't know what those. Pou- I guess they're pouches, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not. You know, I would never pick a stork because we don't have kids, and I really don't want any. So <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, storks never appealed much yeah. to me. Storks are cool. You know, if I had to pick another one, you know what I would pick? I, I gotta find a pelican sound. I'm trying to find pelicans here. Is a bird yeah. of paradise? Oh, what do they look like? If you look I up a bird of paradise, no, it's a, it's actually a bird too, um, and they're they're really cool looking. <clears throat> Oh, right. that explains it. <laughs> oh, they are cool looking. I just, I just looked that up. That is, oh, they yeah. are cool looking. Wow. Yeah, they're up there with the toucan and in cool looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pelican sounds here. There you go. There. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that. Sounds <laughs> like that's somebody a, farting. That's a, that's unusually disturbing. Yeah, I don't it? think you want that in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's disturbing. Oh, bird of paradise is cool. Yeah, I know they're pretty cool. Let's look that up. All right, let me see. I got another pelican sound. Let's see if it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> that would work in your house, Patty. Yeah, it would. It That's just sounds right like in. Ray. It just sounds like Ray and Hannah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm going to see if a bird of paradise uh, has a call. Let's see if that's uh, uh, a thing. Uh, sound. Uh, <laughs> There's not a lot of bird of paradise calls. I was going to say. Oh, here we go. In the tropical forest. Oh, that's the whole thing. I don't have just a bird of paradise. (laughs) I don't want the whole description. I just want the call. All right. I don't have a bird of paradise, but they are cool looking. All right, Tiggs, what's your other one? Glenn already mentioned it. An owl. Oh. Because we have good taste. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you have another one, Patty? Um, I do. <laughs> um, a hawk. I, I've always thought hawks were fascinating. Yeah, yeah they are cool. We have a bunch well, of those, too. That we each picked a raptor. I mean, owls are raptors yeah. and hawks are raptors. I think I found the bird of paradise sound. Did what, you? I wonder what that sounds like. Okay. Yeah, we have hawks in the trees here. <laughs> 
Did you hear that? We have it here. A yeah. hawk. Can't hear you it. You have a hawk Patty. there? We can't hear it. Yeah, right here we, in Wellington. Oh my gosh, there's hawks all over here. They're all fun over. to watch. And, you know, they're pretty they brave. Oh, they're you can beautiful. get really close to them. You know, they're sitting on the fence and you can be right up to them before they take off. Yeah. And they're big. You know, when they spread their wings, you're like, whoa, you're a seriously big bird. And when they get into battles, if another hawk comes into the area, yep. th- then they're th- that's fun to hear too. Yeah. Uh, the battle's going on. Yeah. Battle well, that's good. Now we're all okay, fully cool. loaded. We can get rid of the relatives and bring in the birds. <laughs> bring in the birds. <laughs> Except not for Glenn. He needs lots of essential oils on his birds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Apparently. I want stinky birds. I want non-stinky birds. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. And forgive your fox. While hedging your with your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. And gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. Snapchat your salamander. And take a selfie with your squirrel. Ha <laughs> ha